Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we hear from all types of fascinating tango professionals and community leaders. We hear about their experiences, their insights, and through that, we figure out ways to improve our own tango. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. If it's your first time finding us, welcome, and thanks for being here. And please take a moment to click that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, share this with your tango friends, too. Today's episode wraps up my unofficial series of in-person interviews at the International Tango Summit in Los Angeles. My guest is a professional pianist from Buenos Aires. He started his professional tango journey several years ago when he decided to form a quartet. From there, things started moving pretty quickly. Within a relatively short period of time, he found himself forming a 10-person full-blown award-winning tango orchestra that you might have heard of called Romantica Milonguera. And with me now is the pianist from the group Romantica Milonguera, Tomas Regolo. Tomas, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. I know you're really busy, but it means a lot that you're uh, sitting down and, and chatting with me for a bit. Thank you very much to you, Joe, yeah. um, um, for coming here this day. Yeah. So after uh, you know, because you took a plane from Wisconsin, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you guys just finished up a set. It was really exciting. So you are the pianist for this wonderful group. Uh, how did you, how did you discover tango music? Discover tango music probably because of my family or mm-hmm. because of my grandmother. She used to be. Uh, a tango lover. The only music that she listened to was tango. Mm. She, I think she she met Gardel in 1930s. So because wow. she was she was born in 1918. So okay. Um, yeah, she 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 was a very fan of Carlos Gardel, uh, and then of tango music because of Troy and other stuff. But because of a friend, uh, I I play tango because of a friend that plays bandoneon, and mm-hmm. um, I get into tango because of Darienzo. Mm-hmm. I liked the the Italian style. In, in fact, my first group, the first uh, group I formed, was a quartet, and we made mm-hmm. we made some tangos from Lorenzo. Nice. What was your very first tango performance like? My first perform my first performance in tango was on the thirty first October. Oh <laughs> wow! Two thousand and twelve. Okay. Almost seven years from now. Mm-hmm. Not not too many years, but. Almost seven years, mm-hmm. and I don't remember that because uh, I think it was a, a liberal performance, you know, mm-hmm. not too much people. Was it at a milonga? No, it was a kind of concert, but because in mm-hmm. that place where I played, uh, it was it wasn't allowed to dance. Oh, Be, you know, because something about uh, of the uh, you know city city hall uh, yes, all the stuff. Yes, city ordinance. Yeah. So yes. On the 31st, that was my first show in tango, and one of the songs uh, that I played that night mm-hmm. was uh, the first song of the set of Romantica. Oh, nice. So that's nice. the story. And at that time, I, I only earned mm-hmm. uh, 20 pesos, <laughs> which is less, I, I don't know how many cents of dollar. Yeah. But yeah. 20 pesos. And then after seven years, we traveled. Or I traveled around the world. Yeah. I've been in Euro- Europe, Asia, wow. uh, United States, um, mm. many important festivals, won yeah. the best orchestra award in Buenos Aires. So yeah, that's right. In that, All that in seven years. Wow, that's exciting. It's exciting. So, yes, it's, mm-hmm. 
it, it was and also it, it, it was I had a quartet mm -hmm. then I formed the the orchestra it was a sextet Mm -hmm. uh, we played Tanturi and then I formed the orchestra, Orchestra Tibica Tanturi. Uh -huh. And I met Lucas, which is he's the first violinist. Violinist, yeah. Then when we were playing at Orchestra Tibica Tanturi, mm -hmm. we started to organize uh, some festivals mm -hmm. in Buenos Aires. We organized also a milonga. Mm -hmm. And due to those festivals, we had the idea to create Romantica. Oh, Romantica wow. Milonguera. Yeah. And Romantica Milonguera was born on. I think 2016. Okay, nice, nice. So when you first started playing the piano, did you would you start right away with tango? No, 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 no. I started with classical music. Okay. Then uh, uh, I also liked uh, you know jazz music, blues, mm -hmm. uh, some some Latin music, mm -hmm. and then I started to tango. But mm -hmm. I started in tango by working because I I formed a, a quartet and mm -hmm. go on playing. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people who are listening to the podcast, are, they're new to tango and, you know, they're just starting to really love the music. Now, they may be surprised when they see a tango, a live group for the first time. There's no conductor. It is just uh, the musicians. So how do they stay orderly <laughs> when, you, when you play? Because, well, some groups uh, have a conductor, but... Yeah. Uh, and, and, and in the old times, you have like Darinso, mm -hmm. Canaro, Canaro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but uh, because, because of money, you cannot afford that. Yeah. So how many people you have to bring? Mm -hmm. For example, in this tour, mm -hmm. it, it, before I, I, I get a contactor, I would like to have more violins, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's about the money. But mm -hmm. you, conduct, like, we, you can also contact uh, from the instrument. Yeah. The piano and double bass can mark that uh, kind of things. Yeah. So, pianist is, it's what it's hard to be a tango pianist. It's like you're always going to be the director. Uh huh. Yeah. In case because the piano, it's the only instrument in the orchestra typica mm -hmm. that has that kind of attack, mm -hmm. like percussion attack, that and none of the other instrument has. Right. Not the violin, bandoneons, or double bass. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason. Okay. You can find also groups that pro probably the bandoneon player is the director or the violin, mm -hmm. but the piano has that role. Yeah, I said attack. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. It's so percussive. Mm -hmm. Percussion. Yeah. Yeah. So going from playing say classical music to to tango, you know, where you're playing a la parilla a lot of the times. And yes. So w did you make that transition pretty easily? Mm, I, I don't know, but more more or less. Probably yeah. in the old times, uh, mm -hmm. in the in the past, I mm -hmm. it was uh, kind of complicated. Mm -hmm. But now it's something that I uh, rehearse like every day, you know. Yeah. So yes, you have to like uh, uh, switch your mind. Yeah. Something like that. But mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Do you also write original tango music for dancers? I wrote uh, arrangements, mm -hmm. for my, like for example, when well, a lot of tangos arranged by myself for the boleros, mm -hmm. which is boleros in rhythm of tango, okay. or, or a Beatles song. Yeah, uh, I I made those arrangements. But mm -hmm. in the next uh, CD of Romantica, I would like to compose some new tangos. Yeah, with new light, with new lyrics. So okay. yes, mm -hmm. we are going to 
to give a chance to yeah. break new music. That's great. Yeah, as you create new music, is there a particular orchestra from the golden age that inspires you more than others? Yeah, I, I have uh, I have my days, but I like D'Arienzo, mm. Fresedo. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I like Caló, Lucio de Mare. Mm -hmm. Probably it's not, from Lucio de Mare, it's not like the whole orchestra. It's what I like from Lucio de Mare is like, there in Lucio de Mare, when when you when you hear the his orchestra, you you can notice that he's a really good conductor because mm -hmm. he hadn't uh, have uh, too many good violence player. Mm -hmm. So the orchestra is not that good uh, compared to other orchestra. But it's it's that the the thing is like he he mount the orchestra in uh, in the piano, so mm -hmm. he mark everything. Oh, there okay. you got an example. So. Um, I I like his orchestra. You, you can notice that, if, for example, if you if you if you hear uh, his version and it's also his competition of Telón, mm -hmm. uh, you can notice a difference between Fresedo and and De Mare. I, I, I when you listen Fresedo, you're going to listen a more you know a more complex or, or a more uh, big orchestra. Wow. And if you listen to De Mare's version, you you can notice that how he's mounting all the orchestra to the piano. Mm -hmm. Because the violins in that uh, recording, they are not too good as Fresedos. Uh -huh. And Fresedos uh, had a, a, a more big orchestra. But that that's, uh, that's a thing that I like, because mm -hmm. it's something that you must do these days, because it's mm -hmm. too difficult to, to get a big orchestra. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's wonderful for, I guess, for dancers to dance to live music, because uh, there's sort of a dance, not just with one's partner, but also with the with the band itself. You know, we're watching each other, and yes, mm -hmm. yes, and uh, and it's live music. It sounds different. Yes, I'm getting tired also when I when I go to Milonga mm -hmm. probably to listen to the same record. You yeah, know? Uh, and I think that dancers probably, if they they are not in a competition probably <laughs> they they can be tired also to hear yeah. the same recordings every day mm -hmm. uh, every day if they go to the milonga yeah but uh it's different it's mm -hmm. not a um, i love the recordings and i love and i like live music mm -hmm. so that's the reason why uh, with the orchestra uh we don't play like tandas or cortinas because mm -hmm. you have the dj for that yeah right so we are not a cd yeah, we're a live show. Yes, so mm -hmm. uh, because when it, when when I got into the United States, they they asked me, you you play tandas because the people it's so used to to dance four tangos and then mm -hmm. change couple. Okay, change couple whenever you want. Yeah, <laughs> it's because you have the DJ for that. Yeah. So and in that you you you're going to have the DJ and the orchestra. So mm -hmm. I think that that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So when you travel all over the world and you play for tango communities in Asia, in Europe, in the U.S., do you ever notice maybe every community has its own personality or, or country? Yes, of course. <laughs> of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah, every community, you know, uh, yeah, it's different. Mm -hmm. It's different. How to say, like, uh, for example, you have communities that they are more... Uh, Structured, you know, with yes. the milonga codigos, the mm -hmm. tandas, the cabeceo, and all the mm -hmm. rules. Yeah. Uh, you have communities that they are more relaxed. Yeah. 
So yes, you can find <laughs> different tango communities. Okay, even though you play, you know, sometimes it's the same songs. Do they react differently? As well? well, because the 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 thing we play it sound different. You know, ah, to okay. the original ones, yeah. we we cannot play like uh, as yeah. original. Mm-hmm. So um, and I think it's also the the idea to mm-hmm. to see or to to watch for the first time a, 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 a orchestra, mm-hmm. which is a big orchestra. Yeah. So I think that's what what happens. Yeah, yeah, and it's great to see so many bandoneons because it's uh, you know many live groups that most people see there's. Sometimes there's no bandoneon, sometimes there's only one, <laughs> but to have three, I think that's a real, yeah, a real well, luxury. That's the, the, the good thing with the orchestra. Mm-hmm. I like quartets, but yeah. <laughs> it, it's a different thing. Yeah. It's, it's nice. It's, it's nice to see a complete orchestra yeah. and a stage. Yeah, I mean, of course, there are, there are advantages, but what are some challenges, you know, working with a bigger orchestra versus your, a, a, quart, a smaller quartet? Well, if you think about money, it depends because if you have a big orchestra but it's a successful orchestra that brings people to the milonga yeah you're gonna you're going to sell more tickets if you have a quartet that you're less but mm-hmm. nobody knows you and uh you, you, you are not uh or you're not bringing people to to mm-hmm. the milonga it's the money's going to be less yeah because you're just like a kind of service mm-hmm. romantica nowadays can bring people to the milonga yeah or people know Romantica. Yeah. So it depends. Mm-hmm. But if you have a, a, a big orchestra, it can be difficult mm-hmm. to, you know, to deal with costs and all the stuff. Yeah. In the case of Romantica, what I say is like, for example, when some organized uh, talk to me about you know, money or costs, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you have to take the risk. Because, yeah. And I like what is happening nowadays. If, for example, in Europe, even here in the United States, mm-hmm. because this kind of tour, um, like Romantica or the Juan Ariens are, mm-hmm. are the first, you know, orchestra tour. Yeah. And I like what is happening because now they are taking the risk to mm-hmm. probably uh, bring an orchestra, sell the tickets because you mm-hmm. can lose also. Yeah. I know that, I know that because I did that in Buenos Aires when I organized a milonga or mm-hmm. or event, but it's a it's a good thing because you're taking the risks, but you're also investing mm-hmm. that the milonga or the community grows. Yeah. So that means uh, mm-hmm. more job to me, to <laughs> people, to yeah. you. Yeah. So it's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where have been some of your favorite cities to visit? From the United States or anywhere. Well, I liked Austin. I like Boulder. Okay. Boulder, I like because of the mountains. Mm-hmm. And California uh-huh. also. But, uh, uh, well, the, this, uh, this days in, in Los Angeles, I went to the beach. So, so yeah, you were great. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. in Europe, uh, Europe is different. Mm-hmm. But city I like in Europe, uh, probably Rome. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, so uh, Lisbon. Lisbon okay. is a good. Uh, I I I I been in that festival in Lisbon Tango Festival, mm-hmm. which is a one of the the biggest festival in in Tango World. Yeah, like they brought like one thousand people. Mm-hmm. So Lisbon is a great city. Okay, also great to be great. Yeah, yeah, and it's great that you're you're coming up with new ideas, maybe coming up with original compositions. What other future plans do you have for for the group? 
for the group. Well, mm -hmm. my future plan is to to record uh, some songs, like compose new ones, mm -hmm. new arrangements, new mm -hmm. videos. Yeah, and I am also managing the next European tour in mm -hmm. uh, May June 2020. Mm -hmm. And if uh, if everything uh, is good, probably probably to repeat the United States. Yeah. So we hope. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our future plan. Great. Excellent. Good, good. So, yeah, a friend and I were, were talking about the theme of, of heartbreak in, in tango music. And, and heartbreak, I mean, it's not, it's not just in tango. It's in other music like bachata, salsa. But for some reason in tango, it just sort of it moves us a little bit more with tango than it does with, say, popular music or, or bachata. Why is that? I can't, I mean, we couldn't quite describe why. No, well... It's different because, mm -hmm. like, bachata also sounds like more happier. Yeah. Right? Okay. More, uh, and tango music doesn't have per percussion. Mm -hmm. And the lyrics, I think, they're more, like, kind of deep, you know, because they include political content, mm -hmm. uh, probably uh, complex histories, you know? So it's that kind of different. And you have... You have uh, sonorities like the violin, mm -hmm. and that kind of that kind of violin, like you know, when you play in the in the in that string, which is the fourth one, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, you can get this uh, deep sound, like mm -hmm. yeah. So, so I think that is the reason. Like, so the movement movement is different. Mm -hmm. You have the chance to probably take your time to like th like they say in the old times, dibujar. To mm -hmm. draw, uh -huh. dibujar, they yeah, said yeah. dibujar. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that kind of things. Uh, I, I don't know, but you cannot, or it's hard because in salsa or that kind of rhythm, it's like it's like a key that repeats. It's like a loop. So I think probably that could be an explanation, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just something that we. <laughs> You feel it. It's just <laughs> difficult for me to put into words. I thought the musician would have a much, much better way of uh, expressing that. Yeah, thank you. All right, so where can we find more about uh, Romantica Milonguera online? You can find us on Facebook, uh, Orquesta Romantica Milonguera, mm -hmm. or YouTube, Orquesta uh -huh. Romantica Milonguera, and in uh, Spotify, iTunes. Mm -hmm. Also, we put in all, only Orquesta Romantica Milonguera. Okay. It's yeah. easy. Yeah, so we can buy your CDs here. We can also download, purchase the right. music. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's wonderful. Great. Yeah, well, thank you again, Domas, for sitting down and taking some time to talk to me. I know you're in between sets yes. right now. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to keep you waiting for too long. But thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much, much for you, your Joe. time. Yeah, take care. Thank you. So nice of Tomas to talk to me. So, again, we were at a milonga. Uh, Romantica Milonguera had just finished one set and I was able to grab him for a few moments before he had to go finish the second set. Uh, they put on a very nice show and hopefully you all get to hear them live sometime soon. It was really informative hearing from a pianist and how they are often seen as the de facto leaders of the orchestra because of the unique percussive qualities of the piano. Another great thing about talking to Tomas and other tango musicians is the sheer amount of knowledge that they have about history, nuances of the different orchestras, and the styles of composers and conductors. If we had the time, it would have been fun to sit down for a few more hours to really pick his brain. 
And it goes to show that when we enjoy the music of a live band, we're not just listening to really good, hardworking musicians and singers. It's also important to know that we're seeing the results of all that knowledge that they've actively accumulated and immersed themselves in. And one thing I noticed and appreciated was that Tomas and all the other members of Romantica Milonguera were pretty approachable and fun to talk to. So if you ever had the chance to hear them live, please do. But I also encourage you to take a couple minutes to chat with them if you can, to learn a little more about them personally and to get a better insight into their sound and style. So thank you again, Tomas, for taking the time to speak to me and to share your thoughts. And of course, a big thank you to all you listeners for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please take a quick moment to subscribe and please leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't already. That helps out a lot. Okay, that's it for today. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.